0: live we are lying because we're not (laughs) not by the time people listen we won't be live
1: we're live for each other we're (laughs) (laughs) live
0: we're live
1: for each other this is so sensual today
0: (laughs) he's got a girlfriend i'm married we're good.
1: Just to clarify that, just to make sure. <sighs>
0: <laughs> okay, so, yeah, what are we talking about today?
1: I don't know. Do you want to do a quick opinion of Lion King yeah. that we both saw? it?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so
1: on our first one that you and I did together. Podcast. Podcast, the first podcast that we did, we touched on and talked about the Lion King a little bit. And uh-huh. We thought that it was unnecessary. Well we asked what why why
0: what we thought about Yeah. Well basically should they have redone it? Shouldn't they have redone
1: it? Right? Yeah. And now we both have seen it. You saw it first. I saw it first. I saw it You saw it pretty soon after it came weekend. out. Which I, saw is... it yeah. Yeah. I saw it opening weekend, yeah. I saw opening weekend.
0: Okay. And what was your what was your just to recap, what was your what was our opinion on it?
1: My my opinion on it was that I thought it was not necessary to mm-hmm. that was, do it. Yeah. Because, like, it was timeless. Like, there's yeah. no, like, crazy, like, pop culture references in it that people wouldn't necessarily understand. Mm. That would, like, lose context in the movie.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a timeless... Like, it's yeah. a classic. It would be hard to
1: redo, quote-unquote. Like, the animation's still good, like... The actors were awesome. Still, like mm-hmm. there wasn't anything that was like wrong with the movie. Yeah, so I didn't uh, think they needed to redo it mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. What do you
0: think? I yeah, I didn't. I well, when I when we were talking about, it, I was adamantly against it. Uh, literally, the only reason I went was so that I because we had talked about it, so I could critique it. A lot of the times, I, like when I watch, you well, I don't know when I watch movies. There's a few reasons I guess I watch movies like and it really it really differs and and I'll be honest like I did not want to see this movie it was it was more of a I want I was curious and I want to mm-hmm. wanted to give my opinion on it so it was kind <laughs> of a like a research sort of thing so my girlfriend wanted to see it so mm-hmm.
1: we had a little mini yeah. date night and so we went and saw it yeah that was our What'd thing. what did you think um oh man it's so honestly. hard okay so honestly I liked it I did. Mm-hmm. I liked it because I it was like very nostalgic and we've talked about that a little bit in the first podcast where it like it just pushed all the nostalgia buttons for me and it was just like a, oh this is nice like this is reliving the childhood a little bit so I did like it what I really liked was how what I think they did to shoot it. I haven't researched it at all mm. but like We talked about this a little bit with, like, it looked like they actually shot the Mm -hmm. scene. Mm -hmm. So, like, the scenery and everything around it was Mm -hmm. actually shot. And then they put in the Mm -hmm. animals afterwards, Mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, completely doing a whole world of CGI, which obviously some of it was. But instead of, like, every plant and every speck of Mm -hmm. dust being fake, they Mm -hmm. actually filmed Mm -hmm. real-life scenario. Yeah so i thought that was really cool i like how they made the animals like more realistic more like lifelike and mm. stuff like that like mm-hmm. some guy made like a trailer and he put on the like cartoon faces right onto the animals <laughs> so it was like a real life cartoon right. one like mixture and it looked ridiculous yeah Yeah, like like Pumbaa was hideous. Oh, yeah. And but like he's a warthog. Yeah. And warthogs aren't that
0: cute. Yeah. but Yeah. He had that like thinning, you know, hair that you can see into, uh, you know, his skin. And it was like that dark, nasty brown.
1: So it was like very realistic, which I thought was pretty cool. And like the mouths when they talked and stuff like that was like as realistic as you can make a talking animal. And stuff. So I really liked that. I thought that was really cool. The only part that for that that I like was like, oh, this is terrible was when Timon was singing the Can You Feel the Love Tonight. He did like a high note and he just like opens his mouth like super wide and it just looks like he's like screaming. Like he doesn't look like singing. Mm. So I thought like, oh, like I get it because you had to make it like anatomically mm. correct. Mm. But like...
0: Yeah, it, it lacked that sort of yeah. character of... of uh,
1: yeah, like animals don't sing. sing like humans sing. So how can you make an anatomically correct animal mm. sing like a human mm. and make it not look kind of weird? So mm-hmm. that's that's the part that I found weird. The other thing that I found weird was I didn't really like Daniel Glover and Beyonce together <laughs> like she sounded like she was in her yeah. 40s and he sounded like he was like a moody teenager mm. and so it was like a mom and a son i felt mm. like arguing and instead of like two teenagers mm. arguing so i think if they would have gotten like one of them changed out either beyonce was changed out and replaced with someone else or Daniel Glover was changed out and replaced with someone else, and that they, like, matched better, I think that I would have liked the voice actors better.
0: Mm-hmm. But just
1: them together talking, mm-hmm. I didn't really like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, so, I don't know. That was what I thought. But the CGI was awesome, man.
0: Yeah. Like, you, uh, you definitely noticed a couple things. I, I actually, I didn't, I wouldn't have thought too deeply about it in terms of, um, I mean, I'm, I don't know how huge of a fan I am of of Donna Glover and Beyonce just in, in general. I mean, I, to me there wasn't, but at the same time, like their characters are fairly like the, the, you know, the, the dynamic sort of charismatic characters are more in your Timon and Pumbaa and mm-hmm. your, your, uh, uh, Rafiki, no, I mean, not Rafiki so much, but yeah, a little bit. And, um, Scar, uh, well, he, yeah, Scar, Scar was like monologues all the time. Yeah. Like... And uh, I'm trying to think the two the bird, uh, Zazu. <laughs> Zazu, of course, yeah. So I mean, yeah. So I guess just to hop on that, um, I was completely disappointed by uh, the characters, mm-hmm. um, the voices. I, I I get why they chose John Oliver. I think that was a you know theoretically a good selection, and he's a very relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that was that was clever in terms of the. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know that he he is he's a British, you know, kind of a new comedic news reporter, and what he was doing was reporting on the news, and and you know that there was that like that was clever, but like again, these characters originally to me are so irreplaceable that like it just it wasn't different enough Mm. to have made an impact, and 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 to me in in to break the barrier of what they created to break that to push the threshold what they made originally. Like, I, I just don't think that some of those people, like, you can replace them. Like, I just don't think that Zazu is, you know, especially, for sure. one, could be replaced. Well, Scar,
1: uh, like, was originally, what was it, uh, Jeremy Irons? That I, that was, I can't remember who it is. Yeah, I mean... Something Irons, like, he won awards yeah. for his voice acting of Scar in the yeah. cartoon. Like, and, he yeah oscar nominations and, like he did all these things uh, and so it's like how can you replace like this award-winning yeah no exactly
0: and i look at um i'll get to that because i that it's gonna i'm kind of saving that because nathan lane as uh uh Timon and i don't even know who played pumba to be honest uh, no
1: seth no 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 i, mean, I in mean in the original oh in the original oh i, I can't i don't know his
0: name, but, but regardless, um, uh, just on the top, on the note on, on Scar, uh, okay, I'll, I'll jump to, so when we look so Scar, yes, I think replacing him, all oh, his characters became so iconic, Timon and Pumbaa were epic, and I just, I, you know what the, the surprise was, was I loved Seth Rogen. He was good. I was actually, his singing is absolutely atrocious, but it worked. he, <laughs> it, he was awesome. I took, again, Timon. You're trying to replace or substitute or whatever you want to call it for Nathan Lane and Nathan mm-hmm. Lane, Timon and Pumbaa will go down in history as one of the fun most iconic iconic. Duo, I keep yeah. I feel like we're I'm using iconic so much, but the icon, <laughs> an iconic, creative, comedic, cartoonic. if That's even a word. Uh, uh, yeah, a cartoonic. <laughs> I'm wearing a cartoonic. Um, <laughs> our Our era, you know. The cartoons are, um, uh, yeah, like you can't replace, yeah, you can't, you can't replace them. So I thought that it was like completely underwhelming the way that it, it went, um, with the way they did that.
1: Something that I really liked and like, so with like Timon and Pumbaa, like they're breaking the fourth wall. I thought it was great. Because they didn't do that in the cartoon. Like, some of the lines... Like, they were singing and stuff like that. And, like... When he was, s- like... And Simba was, like, running around. And he was, like, oh, like, I'm so happy and whatever. And, like, I think it's Poo-Bud, like, looks at him and says something, like... I mean, like, you were a kid... Like, you were, like, a kid in the beginning of this song. But yeah, now yeah, all of a yeah. sudden you're, like, yeah, older. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, and and really, I was, like, yes! That yeah, was yeah, so yeah. good. And that's... No, and I agree. That that was where I
0: saw that. And here, here's the thing. I had no idea... That this movie, until literally moments before I saw it, was kind of like a scene-for-scene scene remake. Yeah. Like, and I didn't realize. I kind of thought it was going to be like its own interpretation, but like every scene was theoretically and Almost kind of like what same. you're talking about when that scene where they're walking, uh, that side the side shot, wall. and then he yeah. evolves into this human. Like literally from the start to finish, the scene-for-scene, scene, which to me, again, was. Sort of, I guess, an interesting experiment, and but at the same time, as soon as I realized that and I got into the theater, I thought to myself, oh, like, as soon as I bought the ticket, I was like, I'm basically paying to watch a movie yeah. that I will watch with my kids at a chosen moment, but I'm not like, honey, let's watch The Lion King tonight, like, mm. unfortunately... It, don't get me wrong it's an it's an epic movie it's 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 uh, it's an amazing movie but i'm not going to um i'm not going to uh yeah i'm not just gonna it's not gonna be a movie i watch um
1: so i found it kind of like like talking about that like the scene for scene like for me like i like enjoyed that part of it because it was like a oh they're not gonna redo it They're not going to try and do something like, like brand new and just call it the Lion King and like change everything about it. Because like they had a really good story originally. I think people would have been angry if they had like changed everything. But what I found was really detrimental to them was after like I realized that it was like scene for scene that they weren't really changing anything. I really, really noticed the things that they changed. Like, yeah. they, like, really stood out. And I was like, man, they should have done it different Like, Rafiki, his whole character, like, changed into something different. Like, he'd never whack Simba with the stick. I wanted him to hit Simba mm. with the mm. stick. Like, that was, like, like that line, like, whack. He was like, oh, like, why did you do that? And he was just like, oh, like...
0: Yeah. Does it doesn't hurt anymore it's
1: like no that's because it's in the past sometimes yeah. the past hurts like that line was so like iconic and moving in yeah. the original and they didn't do it Yeah, and I was like oh what are you doing and then they changed a little bit with like Simba running past like Nala and stuff like that like before it was just Simba going for it and he was solo and that was it and then Nala Timon and Pumbaa in the cartoon like talk to each other and then Rafiki shows up and it's like the king has returned and I was like Waiting for that moment, yeah. but they didn't do it. Yeah, in this new one, and, and I thought that was a weird change. I was like, Oh, he's like not going into it solo, he's going into it with a team this time. Which maybe that's like maybe it works, but I just found it different and kind of weird. But.
0: Yeah, and I guess like I, I haven't seen it the first one in a while, so I was like, I kind of wasn't, you know, I don't remember everything in the original, but generally what I felt was like, Oh mm-hmm. crap, I'm gonna be watching. The same movie, like I said, mm. I wasn't something I normally watch, so I immediately felt like I should get out of this theater and go to a different movie because I'm wasting my time. So I obviously did recognize the changes, and the biggest changes that I saw were in in you know like some of the little nuances with with Pumbaa, yeah. you know, and and like when you know the whole f- when he spoke not supposed to say farted, and then he he says yeah. farted in the song and stuff, and I you know there was little things that were kind of okay, but. Um, um, and, and just to sort of finish my thought in terms of some of the things I liked uh, or didn't like, um, yeah, the CGI right away, because I think it was you or someone had t- told me or mentioned that possibly they had shot the scenes and then everything else was recreated, um, you know, digitally or whatever. Um at the start there is the scene with the mouse or the rodent or whatever, and he's climbing up and then just before Scar grabs him. Mm-hmm. And that to me, I like I didn't know what was real or not. So yeah, it was and I, great. But the ironic thing is is let's say it was fake, mm-hmm. is that I couldn't distinguish. Yeah. So it was magic. It was magic in the sense that and I didn't like that. I didn't like not knowing (laughs) what was real and what wasn't. That bugged me. And I was like... And really, again, at the start of the movie, I'm thinking... I don't want to be the texting Timmy... Or whatever they call it at the start of the Simplex. Because I wanted to look and be like... Right away, I wanted to know what was real and what wasn't. So, if it was... Wasn't... I mean, if it wasn't real... If it wasn't real... If it was real... Cool. Like... For them to scout the locations, find locations, shoot it in a way that they could like—that's amazing. And then if it was if it was real, or sorry if it wasn't real, well that's amazing too that they, they can do recreate it so realistically. Yeah,
1: yeah. no, that's I, amazing. I kind of see what you're saying with like, oh, like not knowing because like throughout the whole movie I was like looking for it. Yeah, you, you were. Know? It was kind of distracting, and I don't know totally, like, but yeah, I thought it was really cool. And like we're gonna have to watch like some behind the scenes how they shot yeah. and did stuff. Maybe do some more research on it just to, like, know. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was really cool. And, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, do you ever find that when you, like, watch a movie, it sucks being, like, a filmmaker and a, <laughs> in the creative field? It, like, you can't just yeah. sit there yeah. and just, like, yeah. enjoy it. Oh, my wife hates it. Yeah, you have to, like, crit- you, I like, see everything. things and you're just, like, Everything. I didn't like how they shot that. Cinematography. Really
0: yeah. Uh... Uh, acting yeah. storyline plot all that stuff. I, it's yeah, breakdown. Like, but t- it does make you when you do find a movie that you like. It is it's, like yeah, it becomes sort of like so much better. Yeah, it becomes this uh, yeah this thing you put on your wall. It's like yeah. you know you're in your trophy room. This this one
1: is you know it's like this movie is amazing. Like yeah. look at this movie. Like yeah. I watched. Uh, Getting off of The Lion King, do you have any other... I just have to do one more, yeah, more comment. More... <sighs> Sorry, we've had
0: sort of people coming and going, and it's kind of <laughs> distracted me, so I've kind of lost my train <laughs> of, of thought? thought. But one of the other things that... Um, I remember we were sitting there, I we went with a bunch of friends, and, uh, and um, and uh, yeah, it was Scar's song. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Uh, mm.
1: I don't even know if you really don't know, know what song I'm talking about. I know exactly which one you're talking about. It's the, the one with like the Yeah, and yeah, yeah, stuff. And yeah. my
0: buddy leans over to me he's like, this is my favorite song. And they didn't. And at the end of it, Scar was so, un- again, mm. underwhelming Terrible. is the word. And he was just like, oh, I'm disappointed. Yeah. Because it wasn't like, it, it just, this big that production. character. And you know what? Like Scar, he was, I don't know, he was kind of, creepy in this one he was like it was it yeah. was that that was one f- like even though the first the she original he wasn't like evil no. I just, yeah he like, wasn't like this co- you know again yeah. I, I think just with cartoons it's just so you can kind of exaggerate things to a point of where it's like non it's scary but non-threatening mm-hmm. or is this one he was like just the way he kind of was was stalking or, or stalking or, or or ruling over yeah. the over the pride it it just had this kind of really glad you know and if he's in Gladiator oh of course with um and walking Phoenix yeah walking yeah, yeah yeah and and
1: he's just this
0: like kind of you know he's just a sleazy yeah and it but it's it's a sick kind of a dirty feeling that you mm-hmm. get like with Scar you know in the movie in the cartoon you almost like. You begin to love him. You like, like appreciate he, You kind him. of like I don't know what it is, but but this was like Jeremy Irish. I really want Scar to die. Like I really <laughs> don't want him to be leading it's true, the private. There was really, there was a there's a, there was a like more him. real sorry just there was a more real and obviously this is kind of a dumb dumb comment because i think that's kind of what they were going for was like a more real feeling of it and that's
1: know? like coming back to what i was saying was like that was kind of detrimental to them you know like yeah with the singing like the anatomics and stuff like that but like they yeah. made it like oh like they would never do a little sing and dance and the, the hyenas would never do like the mm-hmm. the nazi march across yeah the yeah yeah like, they would never do this yeah yeah so yeah we can't do this whole yeah, 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 piece yeah, yeah.
0: So then my question is, my question would be, and this might be completely, out of, out of, out, you know, non-comprehendable, but like, can you, could they have made the movie, if they were going to do everything real, could they have made them not talk? Could they have done everything in an animalistic way that would have expressed the, you know, the relationships and the conflict? Mm-hmm. I I feel like that question might be a little bit out there because, I don't know, that would be an experiment in and of itself. But I thought about that. I'm like, why, if you're going to go real, then
1: go. Get rid of the talking. Yeah. Animals don't talk.
0: Yeah. And do like a, do like an orchestral score of the music, but just don't have any of the. The, vo- the vocals, you know, yeah, the words. Might... I don't know. I don't know.
1: It, who knows? Because it might work. It'd be like old school, like black and white films, like Charlie Chaplin, yeah, exactly. stuff like that, yeah. where it's all scored and like, but like the night, but the thing with those <laughs> things that made it like really sellable yeah, is totally. the facial expressions totally. and stuff like that, right? Like you can yeah, tell the so comedy in it. The and comedy and, the, and the, the, it's like. The dialogue. Not super dramatic and whatever. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Like that would be interesting to see, It'd be like seeing the Discovery Channel and like a whole new world kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. 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 Another thing that I actually kind of found a little bit disappointing with the whole realistic side of everything was there's the one scene when like Zazu is like trapped in the skeleton cage and then Timon and Pumbaa have to like distract the hyenas and stuff. So they like, have a luau and like <laughs> mini and like put the little right, grass. Skirt I totally on. forgot about that. They didn't do no, they, like didn't. they didn't put Zazu no. in a cage because no. lions and hyenas would just eat the bird. And then <laughs> they didn't put right to in a skirt because they're just like, he wouldn't wear a skirt. This is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, what I appreciated from the scene that they replaced it with is they started to sing the Beauty and the Beast song to distract them. Oh, they were gonna do B oh yeah and then they like chased them and i was like yes that that is what disney is supposed to be every like disney movie like crosses over onto each other and i haven't really found that with the other ones. they're all very separate where this one was like a mix so some things i didn't like because they like left it out because it wasn't realistic other things i appreciated because it was like putting it into it but
0: yeah and then i'll just i'll let you get to your next whatever you want to talk about next my yeah my overall was was i was not i did not have a good experience and i felt like i and i don't want to see it again to be honest no, i don't want to
1: i don't think i would watch it again honestly i was like i was pleasantly surprised from the movie but no i wouldn't i don't have any desire to watch that movie again it made me want to watch the cartoon again honestly just for right. Scar, <laughs> really. I loved him. It's
0: yeah, amazing. and that, and yeah, and it'll. I guess it'll be interesting when I do. Like my, I don't think my kids have seen Lion King yet. Like they're just getting to an age where mm-hmm. like they can comprehend a storyline and stuff
1: like that. Your kids watch Frozen all the time, <laughs> but they don't watch it for the story.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it was it's you know what's weird part is my my kids know the soundtracks to probably every Disney movie, but they've they have only seen a very small <laughs> like they've seen. Like out of the car- original cartoons, they've seen, I don't know, like they haven't, maybe like, and they're newer ones probably, Moana, mm. Frozen, but I don't think, like they haven't seen the Jungle Book, they, they haven't seen, seen The Little, Little Mermaid Little, yet, Little they haven't Little seen, uh, uh, I think though they've seen Aladdin. Aladdin's that's one cool, they've Amazing, yeah. But it's funny. It's funny just because we listen to those songs, and so they know the soundtracks, yeah. but they have no, they have no context, context <laughs> for what where they come from. That's because they're just good so, songs. They, yeah, they honestly. That's one thing that they're there are actually on this on that night. I was watching, um, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, and uh, Josh Gad was on it. Mm-hmm. He plays Olaf in Frozen. Yeah, and uh, I don't know about He's also you. Also in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. That's yes, right. Yeah, very talented. He um, anyway. He was on there, and he, uh, um, and I mean, let's be honest. When my daughter asked me to watch, listen to Frozen, <laughs> I don't mind. You don't mind? <laughs> like, because I kind of. Well, I'm. You know, I'm. Yeah, there's a few songs that are actually, they're they're very good, and they you know, let it go. Let is it go it, is, is amazing. It, yeah, totally. Anyway, Josh Gad is on there, and he's, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but like, because they had mentioned, he's like, you realize that, or Jimmy Kimmel's like, you realize that every parent or whatever is going to hate you or something, because every soundtrack, like, whenever they get in the car, all they hear is Frozen. So it's kind of like, you're going to torture them again by giving them, he's like, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but this soundtrack, Frozen 2, is, like, it's, I think it's better. Oh, man. i was so so i was kind of (laughs) like just for the music alone anyway whenever like you know and even moana and like these songs are are amazing these songs are amazing was so good her
1: little mountaintop singing song one that was really good and the girl is like 16 who sings that song something like yeah and i'm just like wow and even impressive you know what and i remember i like
0: songs for me take a while like some songs if, they, if I like them the first time, mm-hmm. again, there's sort of these trophy items. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. you did this to me. Like, that is so rare. A lot of the times I'll have to listen to a song and, it grow, and it'll have to grow on me. And I feel like a lot of the times with some Disney movies, you know, you have your one or two that are just like powerhouse hits, you know. Mm-hmm. But even with Moana, like even at first I didn't like... The demigod one with uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what the song is called with the rock. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, and
1: then the uh the the one with the crap. The oh, crap. I love that song. I this love song it too. <laughs> I love it too. Like that's like it gets like stuck in my head and I'm totally. Just like, oh no! Okay, like, sing the melody for me. I'm just... No, I refuse. Oh, it's, it'll uh... be stuck in my head for forever.
0: Oh, I have... Oh, I want to sing it right now. I'm not doing it. If you come remember, on, just it. give it to me. Nah, like, I gotta. Th- I...
1: I'm gonna deny you this all day. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's, we're it's gonna get, right
1: there. We're going to get flagged for Christmas. right there. Right? Oh, I'm not that good of a singer. <laughs> I'm not that good. Okay. Anyways, like... Yeah. What, what I was going to say... Amazing. What I was going to say about... Um, like, we are watching movies and being filmmakers and, like, we just can't enjoy the film as much. Um, we were watching Burlesque the uh, other yeah. day with Cher, Christina Aguilera, and the other people. Um. Yeah. And I was like, oh like this is actually pretty good. Like I was like pleasantly surprised like the singing was mm. good, like dancing mm. was pretty good, the storyline mm-hmm. was good. It was very captivating. I really quite enjoyed it. But it was and it was like very moody like it was very like like a club. It was dark. It had neon mm-hmm. lights everywhere. And like m- most of the movie took place in the burlesque lounge club thing. And I was like, oh like that makes sense. Like obviously all your lights are gonna be very like neon kind of like colors with like really dark, dark shadows in it and stuff like that. I was like, okay, that's putting the surprise. Then they had like one clip that was outside and it was like going down a road at like Golden Hour or something like that, and it looked terrible. Like mm. it looked so bad. Mm. Because they used the same like color palette. Oh okay. But there was right. no neon anywhere so like right. the reds were very very red right. and it looked like it was like yeah. an abandoned apocalyptic yeah. very artistic yeah. scene and it really kind of ruined it oh really for me because i was like oh man like yeah it, it was enough that it went that i went ah they should have changed they should have just done a different color grade made it like even if it was bland to show that like the outer world is so boring and inside the club is like this magical place so then inside is all colorful and outside is just drab kind of thing like even if they did that would have been totally fine but they didn't and it just didn't look good because you know that it's not real you know that that is like a filter put over this film, you know, like they just, so like it really like drew me out of the world. A little bit of the movie. So it's like, it's like,
0: that's a great picture. It's just too bad. There wasn't that scuff mark right there. Sort of. Yeah. Which kind of like, that's all you kind of think about all you look at. You're just like, dang, that could have been so, but that that's how hard is it to make a movie from start to finish feature film, and have every single piece perfectly Perfect. cohesive. You and I, you know, it is amazing when you when you watch a movie. I think we may have talked about this when we talked about uh, like Endgame and Marvel movies. And you watch mm. the credits at the end. Oh, <laughs> and just like the number of people like involved,
1: the, the list goes on.
0: The the amount of work, you know, I often I often as, it's I often associate it to. Uh, you know, when you think about a skyscraper being built. You think of yeah. like the architects, and the engineers, and just the physical structure of, you know, the World Trade Center or something, and just how much work is enough. in a, you know, in a weird way, like from an intellectual standpoint, creative standpoint, uh, you know, a feature film is is like it is the 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 sky the, the the pinnacle of, yeah. of,
1: of like engineering, a monument, right? Yeah, monumental. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, I agree. Like. It's one of those things like to air is human, you know, like Game of Thrones. Like, did you see the whole? No, no
0: I didn't like, watch it. I didn't have to see any of it. You don't have
1: to watch it, but did you hear about the ordeal that happened with the Starbucks coffee cup? No. No? No. Oh, man. So in the final season, which was like their biggest season, uh-huh. they obviously it's set in medieval times. <laughs> and on the table in like the banquet, no way, there was a, sta- a white Starbucks coffee cup sitting Seriously? on the table. And so everyone watched the yeah. episode, screenshotted it, and it blew up and everyone was like, "How did you do this? Like you are this huge yeah, 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 yeah. huge company yeah, yeah, right yeah. now, like you're killing the game. You're yeah. game changers." And you made such an, kind of an amateur mistake. And you made such an amateur mistake yeah. of leaving the coffee cup there. And I was like And then they fixed it, so they went back, they, like... Clones stamped. Clones stamped or, like, Content Aware filled it out. Yeah. And then just, like, like just left it kind of thing. But it was still there, so everyone still knew about it. So, like, by the time I watched it, it was gone, so I was like, I don't care. But it's one of those things where it's like, "Hmm, that really is like a make or break. Like, the episode was great. Yeah, The episode was fantastic. Yeah. But no one cared. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, like, that really, like, wow, this is tough. It's like, too, Yeah, it's too bad,
0: I guess. because It's amazing that little things can have such a big impact, the importance to the attention to detail in these things. But I remember when I was younger, back when the Internet was, like, just coming out. <laughs> this is what I used the Internet for back mm-hmm. in the day. was, like, um, movie, uh, you know, um, what would you call them? Movie misses, like, or or the continuity errors mm. when it would be like if you watch this scene the cup's in his left hand and then, and it, then it cuts switched, and it switches and yeah. I remember like you know I remember specifically Dumb and, Dumb and Dumber actually yeah. and uh, it was the reason I bring up the, the cup is the scene when he's in the bar with the cowboy hat mm-hmm. waiting for his date the beer
1: bottle yeah. changes side and I just remember being like obsessed with those things I you know? catch those things like all the time when I watch movies and it's gotten to the point now where I don't even care like mm. cause like People yeah. will have like yeah. a wide shot, yeah. like an establishing shot, and they'll yeah. have like a sweater on. Yeah. Then they'll do a close up, and their sweater is like unzipped, yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that, or their jacket's yeah. unzipped. Like I just catch yeah. them all like those little things all the time, and honestly, like I just don't even care anymore because yeah. I just can't care. Yeah, and <laughs> I guess uh, it's
0: interesting because I yeah I, I agree where I I notice these things now too where I'm like yeah. calm, but I I don't think much of it anymore. Yeah, it's like whatever, it's cool. Yeah. And I and I wonder why. Like I wonder why it was so such an important thing back then, like, or such a, it was such an interesting fun. It was like, the behind the scenes. It was like the, the, the reality behind,
1: uh, maybe it's uh, just like, we've caught it so many times now, that it's just like, we understand. Yeah. And we get it. We get it, but, when these things happen in Game of Thrones or a Starbucks cup, oh, it's like it's we like destroy it. So, end of the world. But like But, but I think that, that also comes with like I think that a lot of people maybe don't get those like little ones, like the jacket. I'm whatever. sure a lot of people wouldn't even yeah, know. Like like think of it like if it was like um a scene from like the office. It's a scene from the office and there's a Starbucks cup sitting there or a coffee cup sitting there and it's not supposed to be. You wouldn't even notice. You wouldn't even know. Because it's a... It's just a to-go cup in an office right. building. Like, people yeah. drink coffee. It's normal. But I think the fact that it was, like, medieval setting, Game of Thrones, like, mm-hmm. because of that, like, world that they created, mm-hmm. that one thing that pulled you out of yeah. the world is the end of that world. Yeah. You know? Which kind of sucks. Yeah. And like, But it's happened in a ton of movies. That's like a good point. They, like, people have found, like one of the ones that i like is pirates of the caribbean there's mm. like one of the like grips or something mm-hmm. like chilling in the background in, like a white t-shirt like <laughs> leaning up against the ra- like the railing of the ship with like a straw hat on and like sunglasses and he's just like chilling and like if you like google like movie mistakes yeah. or whatever and like youtube like you will see so many right. that you're just like seriously that happened yeah like what yeah and it's like i don't know it's one of those things where like now i don't notice a lot of them and when you think of
0: like the the production like like level like again when i was when i was saying how hard it is to make a movie like it's so like can anything really be perfect?
1: You know, yeah, exactly in this, was like, in
0: this life really
1: The other thing with Game of Thrones like spoilers if you haven't seen Game of Thrones it's not like a crazy spoiler but it's enough I guess just in case you're trying to keep it as pure as possible. yeah um, so this the the episode right before like the coffee cup one was the longest battle mm. episode which was the longest battle in recorded cinema history. Like it beat out everything the Lord of the Rings had ever Mm -hmm. done. It beat everything. Mm -hmm. They filmed that battle for fifty five nights, and I was like, "What?" And if you watch this battle, like we should watch it, like just for that, like you should watch it just to see it. Like the coordinating that, like there were stuntmen falling through the ceiling, like everything had to be timed out. The cameramen would walk, and a stunt dude would fall right beside them. Like it was intense, and like they filmed for fifty five nights. And then they had to film the next episode. It's not like they could take a year-long break. Like, you had to go from 55 nights straight of filming this one, maybe you get a couple weeks off, then you have to go jump into the next one. So, the fact that they missed a coffee cup, I'm like, you know what, I get it. Uh-huh. If I filmed for 55 nights straight doing, like, 12-hour-long shifts every day, yeah, being that yeah, tired... Yeah, you're bound like, to get... I would miss something, yeah. too. Like, I would make a mistake somewhere, too, I'm sure. Like, anybody would, you know? like, But yeah. people just don't care. Yeah.
0: No, it's crazy. I, I was talking... Um, you, I'm sure everybody's probably heard if they haven't. It's kind of cool. Like, um, down in Fort McLeod, Alberta. Uh, kind of on your way to Lethbridge, I guess, depending on where you go. It's a very small, rural, uh, historic kind of town. And uh, anyway, they're shooting... Some scenes for Ghostbusters 2020 down there. Oh, are they? Yeah. Cool. And, uh, you know, there was a sighting of, of the, of the, uh, I remember, of uh, the, the car. car with, uh, the freaking
1: car. The Ghostbusting Mobile? I can't remember what it's <laughs> called. Uh, these
0: scenes are killing me right now. The Scab, Crab Song and the Scab Song. Isn't his name like Scab? I, can't, I actually can't remember his Anyway. Name. I digress. Anyways,
1: uh, sighting of a car.
0: The yeah, and um, uh, anyways, I thought I was like, oh, that's super cool, and um, anyway, yeah, they're they're shooting, they've done a lot of movies down there, obviously, yeah. um, but you know, a lot of big ones, and anyway, I was talking with, uh, it was actually a uh, recent photo shoot, and we were talking, and he's like, yeah, notice, he's like, he's just talking about how he, um, he's just like, man, like. So much goes into one scene, you know, and because uh, we we're we we're anyway, it was a, it was one of the models on a fo- on the photo shoot we were doing mm. the other day, and he was appreciating what we were doing in terms oh, of production, yeah. and he was like, so he was just to kind of tell a relevant story, he was sharing <coughs> again about how Ghostbusters informed Cloud and he was just mm. he had watched a scene and he was like, all this setup for the car coming out of a parking lot and turning, <laughs> yeah, you know, like a three second clip, and I said the funny thing is they might even not even use that. They might cut that, like, depending. And so it is, like, every scene, and I think it plays into what we do, Uh as whether it's photography or video, you know, when you are thinking about that end result and what that's going to look like, you know, how much preparation really should be going into it, you know. So if if there's a, if a movie guy or photographer is just kind of showing up and sort of like, hey, I'm here, run and gun, gun," like you know, it's kind of like, well, okay, like you might get what you want, but it might not actually be what you need and what yeah. is really going to make the biggest impact on people. Because when you have millions of people watching and you're trying to make an impression or whatever, regardless of what it is, mm-hmm. that needs to be properly executed. And that, that production value needs to go in there, even if it is for one picture or true. three seconds of clips or whatever.
1: It's true. It's like, like, I think I've said this to you before. Like, I've, I know I've said it to other people. And it's, like, whenever someone asks me, like, oh, like, would you ever, like, try and make, like, a documentary or a film? Mm. Or, like, would mm. you want to do, like, film, like, mm. more so, like, short movies and stuff like that? I am, like, I would love to. But I can't right now. <laughs> one, yeah. just because of, like, experience, time, and all those things. But the biggest one is it takes a lot of people. Yeah. Like, it's not like I can just go and create a short film. Like, I'm, I could do it, but it would take me longer. It might not be as good as I want it to be, and I would learn so many things. But, like, so many people who are more experienced and, like, that I've listened to in podcasts, that I've seen YouTube videos for, they've, like, all said, like, what it takes to make a movie is a team, a mm-hmm. large team of people, like you said, like watch Avengers end game credits. Like the credits were like 10 minutes long. They went on for forever, not because they were slow. It's just because that that's how many people that they had working on that mm-hmm. movie just to make everything beautiful. And like, I don't know, like if game of Thrones, if it's like, Oh, like it's a TV show. So maybe they just straight up didn't have as many people. Maybe it's just like, mm, we didn't yeah. have as many people. So we're just, we just can't, can't hit yeah. everything, kind of thing, but.
0: but who knows? so I have a question then. What is what would be a movie that you have seen uh, that has had the least amount of production value, or let's say the 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 least amount of budget that has done exceptionally well? You know, maybe it's received an Oscar or Oscar. It's been it's been recognized at film festivals because. I'm sure there are people that are going to argue and say, you know, no, now with, you know, 5D Mark Two like SLRs, you can, you can sort so of true. create cinema grade, uh, cinema stuff. quality Yeah. And level. if you, you know, and if you're doing a, yeah. a simple movie and it's just about one person and you're shooting it all natural, like, you know, I think, wasn't Revenant all natural lighting? lighting? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, there's, you know, there's movies but, that are very okay, focused well, on that. Just
1: touching on that. Okay. So like. The revenant, let's talk about that one just really quick. So, like if they didn't use any like film lighting, any lights externally, yeah. they only used available lighting, the sun, the moon, that kind of thing, then that adds even that adds <laughs> more people because right. there was a scene where he walks from outside to inside. Right, and you've got a and you change, have the exposure. To change the exposure. So what they did is they changed the aperture. The f stop they changed it down, so they went from like f eleven or whatever, so that outside was nice and evenly lit. then when they went inside, they stopped it down to f two or whatever it was. Yeah. that means that you need one dude dedicated just to do that. Mm-hmm. That's not the that's not the person holding the camera at all. Yeah, because they can't do. Yeah, both, and in order, do that, you you have, in order to do that, you have to have
0: in order to that you have to have you know them both rigged up on a dolly. You've got to have someone pulling the dolly. You've got to you know you've got to make sure if they're pulling a dolly, the cords are out of the way or what. So I, yeah. So like, so it's one of those things
1: where it's like high, like production, like higher production value, like more produced, like it comes with like a catch 22 of, what are we talking about? Are we talking about just less people? Are we talking about less equipment? Le- like, not as good equipment, whatever yeah. it might be. Like, well, there's been, like, commercials are yeah. shot on 5D Mark II, Mark III's, and, like, yeah. stuff like that. Like, lots of things have been shot on, like, a DSLR camera. Like, some amazing films have been shot on DSLR cameras. Like, uh, I showed you the Hey Tim video from Sam Colder, the one mm-hmm, when... Mm-hmm. We were shooting with Danny, I think, yeah, with Danny, when we yeah. did the podcast yeah. with him. Like, I showed you that one, and, like, yeah. you even asked me, like, what camera did yeah, he yeah. use? And I found out, and he used a DSLR. Mind you, it was a very high-end DSLR, yeah. but he still like, used a DSLR. I'm like, no, he didn't. And it's like, yeah, it's like, how can he oh, do yeah. this? Like, if you guys have a chance to watch it, it's on YouTube, Sam Colder, Hate mm-hmm. Him. Like, it is an amazing... Hate Him or Hate Him? Hate Him. Okay, because... Sorry, oh, I guess I'm saying... It him, should be but...
0: Hate Him because it's really good and... Because you, you hate get gel- him. Yeah. <laughs> because you're it's like, like hate I'm him. so jealous of you right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: But anyway, so like, with an actual, an actual movie that I think it did really well, uh, to answer your question that didn't necessarily have a huge production value, I honestly... Like, it's really hard for me to think of one. The one that's coming to mind right now is Free Solo, which is the documentary of the rock climber Alex... Whatever. Yeah, Holden or something. Holden, something like that. Alex Holden, where he, like, free climbs the mountain at Yosemite. And it's, like... It's a documentary style. They didn't have, like much supplementary lighting to add to anything they used available lighting or small lights to like Honald. Honald, they used like small lights to fill the dark spaces and stuff like that but otherwise it was a crew of what it's like also, yeah it's also a documentary though, I, yeah right? but that's
0: like a like which it's still, still a, which is still beautifully shot like he's an oscar-winning yeah.
1: filmmaker uh, yeah like that the guy who won chow
0: tongue or is uh, jimmy chin jimmy chin yeah yeah yeah, he won Chains an Oscar for that. he
1: did win the Oscar for best documentary. So it's like yeah. that's why it's so hard like as an actual like a non-documentary kind of film like I mean it's a lot I, I would know. say it's
0: I wouldn't say it's easier to make a documentary but it's easier from a, like a production value standpoint. standpoint. You don't yeah. need necessarily as much you know gear because it's you're documenting
1: reality yeah you're not trying to create an alternate reality it's very like candid we're not like being like okay we're going to set this scene up but whatever happens happens this is what we get like it's natural it's not oh action go kind of thing it's film it in the moment yeah which i think a lot of people can make amazing content filming in the moment but if you want to do those even documentaries are Oh, probably dang. storyboarded and planned well, I'm Sure, and like, yeah. Well, like, you know, it's like, "Okay, t-
0: today we got it. We're going to do this." Like obviously it's, yeah. you know, maybe the script it, the what he's going to say isn't planned, but it's like, you know, take us through your day. What's going to happen? And they need to yeah. kind of have anticipate what's well, like, what's going to happen. Looking at the
1: footage and stuff like that. They had like little clips from like 2016. Mm. And like s- him saying like, "Yeah, I'm going to go free right. Solo's Mountain." Then he like broke it like he Right, fractured his back or dislocated something in his back so he couldn't do it so then they had to postpone it then he like broke his leg so he couldn't do it so then they had to postpone it and so it's like it was like three years in the making so it's like well with that being said it's like does the production value actually higher because like it took so long and they had to be on it so much so that's why it's really hard to say like what is better what is good like arguably mm-hmm. you can take really good photos with your iPhone. If you want to blow it yeah. up to be the size of a poster, yeah. it might not work yeah. as well, but you can take a good photo there's actually, for Instagram.
0: Uh, one of, if you go to the Crichton Facebook page, there's a, one of the first links. Uh, it, it was actually posted a long time ago before Crichton converted or back before Crichton converted into Crichton. It was my Brock Crichton photography page. Anyway, there's a clip I, I shared of... Uh, it was like... Uh, iPhone or Oscar-winning documentary filmed with iPhone, mm-hmm. and there was a certain there's a few clips that were
1: filmed with the iPhone. So I mean, that's a whole other other, that's subject, a whole other subject. Whole other subject, yeah. just about yeah. But like yeah, so like I don't know, like production value, I think, has to be taken but, a little bit with a grain of salt.
0: But but and I agree, and I think what your comment it it is it, that is a good comment in the sense that like just because it's sort of shot with natural light and this and that doesn't mean that there isn't a lot of planning and process involved because. For example, we just did a shoot for, um, um, uh, an organization here in the city and essentially they wanted to build a stock library, um, you know, featuring some of their members and there was kind of two, it's like a two part thing where we did the winter stuff and then we did the, the summer stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, we just finished the summer stuff, um, the other day and a lot of the winter stuff was shot inside, which had way more gear oh yeah like we had we had way more lights reflectors blah 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 and on this one recently we didn't have like at the best of times we're using a reflector and pretty much one light if we even if if we even use the one light largest reflector however all of those shots we had to you know the location Mm -hmm. the location was more than just being like oh that looks good it was like well What's the sun gonna look like, or where's the sun gonna be at this like, and then timing all the shots we needed to get, and be like, okay, hey, if we want to yeah. get this shot here, we have to shoot at this time. So there's a lot of planning and, and hoping that the weather was gonna be good. And it was over a bigger area than the winter. Shoot Large as area, well, so it area. was um, like in the in the uh, in actuality, <clears throat> although we got through the shoot very efficiently, I think. Killing. I think I think our efforts beforehand were. Triple more triple what we put in if not
1: more than that like we yeah. went back to that
0: we had to we scout went to
1: harlock park like me and
0: you went twice but then i also went to heritage days and was factoring that in so, so three times like
1: ta- three days of just seeing what the sun is doing at different three times.
0: three days of scouting
1: plus office work of planning it planning, looking at maps changing, like, like
0: looking at maps looking at uh you know yeah where the sun's going to be at certain times there's really cool apps you can get out there i'm using is it you pointing me to
1: sun surveyor uh yeah so i bought the premium version i also like have the premium version it's so, so awesome good so amazing sun surveyor yeah that's the it's the best if you guys
0: so don't fantastic. if you guys are into photos video and you don't have some sort of app like this i was previously using like x8 e-x-s-a-t-e mm-hmm. which is great and then you show me sun surveyor which rather than just like a, it basically rather than just like a top-down view of a map and it shows you where the sun's gonna be at certain times in Sunset you can, like, live view. Mm-hmm. So you can, like, turn it and be like, okay, at this time, the sun was literally going to be here. Yeah. Instead of you... guessing. Yeah. Or... Yeah. yeah. And it tells you when golden hour, sunset, all that stuff is, so you can really time it. But even with all that, we still had, we still to, had to coordinate. Because yeah. the other thing is there's people involved. And if we wanted to do the people that were booking the models, because we weren't booking the models, which True. added another layer, if they wanted you know, we might have these, they were like, okay, these people are in the morning, and I'm like, okay, well, these scenes, we actually need to have one of these scenes in the morning, we actually have one of these scenes at the end of the day, and then, but those people can't stay till the afternoon, anyway, so there's, like, Lots multiple of layers of coordinating and it was to make like, it happen.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, that, that's what makes it so hard, that production value, because I think it's it really, it's it really very situational. Yeah,
0: and the other thing too, like you said, is it might be very simple. I mean, maybe you are a very very small crew on camera, but yeah, you know, maybe that script took that long to write or a very mm. long period of time to write. Yeah. And to to make it an impactful movie that didn't rely on you know heavy effects, effects or like production that. equipment or that kind of and maybe
1: just using one camera is hard because sometimes you have to film everything twice you have to do a close-up and then you have to do a different angle yeah, you, you have don't to have a second angle so it's like yeah twice, twice as long whereas if you have multiple cameras because actually and uh, your actors then have to like do it almost yeah. the same like but, what we were talking about with like the continuity yeah. of the jacket it's like
0: it's funny now when you watch um what was it uh, i think it was assassin's creed or something like that i was seeing some behind the scenes i think mm-hmm. it was a youtube video just showing like behind the scenes of assassin's creed and how many cameras on these stabilizing rigs yeah and and they're and it's like three guys filming this fight sequence and they're sort of like they're getting their own angles like it's no longer just one camera being moved around it's mm-hmm. multiple cameras capture it, as many cameras as possible to capture yeah. the same sequence so that they don't have to do as much coordinating as possible well
1: and that way like you don't have to do it again because like for the <laughs> stuntmen like yeah they are taking hits like if you have yeah, to re-hits. do hits if you have to do something 10 times like and that dude has to fall on the ground 10 times yeah he is going to be hurting the next day and like one of the big things i think on a movie set like from all the behind the scenes stuff that I've seen, is they're very safety oriented. It's like they have mass; they practice it ten thousand times. Like they do all this stuff. Like knowing some of the stuntmen who do mm. some of the movies and stuff like that. Like they'll practice it at their gym. Like their whole life is dedicated to this one fight scene that they do, and all they have to do is fall down. But they'll spend months just practicing wow. that one fall down, wow. so that when they get there, yeah, they can hit the table yeah. and land on a concrete, yeah, or like fall floor, off motorbikes or fall stuff. off a motorbike, and then it's just like cool. It's done, one shot take. So, like, could you imagine, like, having one camera being like, uh, do it again, I need another angle. It's like... You know what's funny?
0: No, I, I totally agree. And you think of... Expl- I, I, there's so many times I watch movies, especially, like, war movie or something, where there's explosions, and it's just like... Yeah, Michael Bay. <laughs> you can't mess that up, you know? Oh. And if the actor's not on... Yeah. You know what's an amazing thing? Um, for those that don't know, uh, when you look at... Watch... Um, is it the dark night right the dark knight rises
1: with uh oh, the bane no no was B- with season? uh joker the dark Knight. yeah is it the dark knight yeah
0: what what, what? it's batman begins the dark knight. dark night
1: okay the dark night okay. with uh hugh hugh jackman
0: hugh
1: jackman as wolverine in yeah. the batman
0: <laughs> anyways so, yeah he's in case you don't yeah hugh jackman's playing the, the new joker no, just kidding. Don't. So yeah. weird. <laughs> um, yeah, not. Yeah, not a reason we would like this podcast to go viral. Uh, was, Hugh Jackman Jack playing the yeah, Joker exactly. that's
1: the headliner, right? There. <laughs> exactly. I like I think we got our title
0: for the for the podcast. Um, but Heath Ledger. So there's the scene where he's like in his in the in the gar uh, the medical garb like in his you know, and he's walking he's yes. walking out I mean, you know, he's exactly, got that funny he's yeah. got that funny walk there and then he goes to blow, the yeah. thing the the thing the big explosion behind him doesn't go off
1: and go on sorry yeah and you you know what happened you just happens. want to say it I just he, want to say, you say it you <laughs> said okay so like that was completely well in, like, like in character. In like, fake. In like, character. That in character, was he supposed went,
0: to rather than be like, guys, he was like,
1: huh? And he and like, he hits it, and fix it, it finally went Finally up. went. And it sold amazing. it. It was amazing. So like, for those of you who, like, we got really excited maybe missed a couple things, but in that scene, when right. Heath Ledger pushed the button the first time, that's when it was supposed, supposed to, to detonate, yeah. but it didn't, so he stayed in, in character. character and continued to hit the button, and when he jumped and, like, got scared like that, was he really... was genuinely like, yeah. oh man, like, and then he rushed off, so it's yeah. like, and it's yeah. like, oh, that's so cool, but it like, is. so sometimes those, like, little mistakes make it
0: awesome movies, totally. but like, yeah. Yeah, rest in, rest in peace, Heath Ledger. Uh, um. It, yeah, I was talking about the other day when I was ta- when this guy brought up uh, Ghostbusters being shot in Farm Cloud. I was just reminiscing on all the vi- movies that have been shot in that small town. And actually, mm. Brokeback Mountain. There's a motel scene. Oh
1: yeah.
0: And uh, Brokeback Mountain. I've seen Brokeback Mountain. I watched it alone.
1: I you Why would you watch it alone? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, like, I would get it if you're like, yeah, so, like, my hey, buddies and I decided to watch but it. Hey, i question it for a different reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know.
0: <laughs> I rarely tell people that, but... Uh, alone. But, hey, the funny... Okay. But here's the thing. <laughs> this is exactly why me and you watch movies, is because yeah. we... I was curious to know, like... The act, I want to see Heath yeah. Ledger and I wanted to see Jake Gyllenhaal, and I was curious to know. Like, it was filmed in Alberta, so sure. I'm not watching it because you know I'm
1: like interested in
0: the yeah, like I'm into you know whatever it is. Yeah. Um, like that, obviously, no, it was, it was a. It was a creative curiosity about what they were doing. And uh, anyway, there's one motel scene in there. And anyway, there's actually so much done. It's funny because my cousins live down there and I've been down there my whole life. So it's really cool. when those amazing projects are shot so close to home. You know, we're we're, we're really close to some pretty cool things.
1: I remember when like the Brad Pitt Western movie. Assassination
0: of uh, Jesse James.
1: Yeah, was being filmed here. I remember like all of my friends going to try and be extras. Yeah. And they all lined yeah. up and yeah. stood there. And I know people that were thing. in the movie. Like, yeah, I had a few friends who were in the cable car, the train yeah. scene. They, who do you know? Uh, Heather Cohen, oh, okay. Dylan Rosichuk,
0: Just, Uh Jessica Runman. I don't think so. Oh, she had like a. She was young at the time, and she was one of the girls completely dressed up. Mm. Just like one shot, like a one shot of her. She was the best one then, obviously. Oh man. No, it's really cool. And then, um, That's pretty cool. one of the guys, you know, the kid who gets choked by Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, he was actually represented by the same agent that I had. Oh at really? The time. Yeah. I never, and I, I was work, I worked with him on one, not with him. I think I was an extra. I, I did some acting in the past and was represented by a, a local company and, Anyway, yeah, he he landed a a big role. So cool. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty sweet. That little you know.
1: small town, like you would never think of Edmonton being like. This is where movies are filmed. It's like, nah, like. Well, it, n- which yeah. is true. Not so they, much anymore. Which but you it, have like Vancouver. It used Toronto, to be like stuff it used like that, to be but, a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's hurt.
0: It's hurting right now, but it there used to be a lot more the going on here.
1: Film industry here is actually pretty good. They got some pretty good shorts eh, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I, like, I suppose if you're looking like on smaller films. indie yeah. stuff. Yeah, not feature stuff. No. like the short films. Like we have the mountains. Like that. Calgary is b- bit like yeah, that's Calgary what I'm saying. Is, is
0: the reason I think I was thinking was the, the reason they go to Fort McLeod. You know, obviously, like the setting of itself. Like Rustic. they shot some of Interstellar there. Like you Very know, when the cool. city's. Uh, you know, in Interstellar, when it's like the dust storms coming through, yeah. and they're in these yeah, 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 yeah. and these like that was shot. And I remember driving yeah. by and being like, there was so much dust, and they had these massive fans blowing this dust huh. into the town. But that was shot there. Um where? Dallas. What's the one? Dallas, not Dallas Cowboys, but Dallas. uh With Jared Leto, and he plays a trans, I think a transvestite. Oh, Dallas Buyers Club. Like, oh, anyway, I've heard of it. I there's seen a it, scene though. where he's walking down kind of an older run downtown right, and it's, and like, it's yeah, there
1: crazy. well supernatural yeah a like tv show supernatural yeah. is filmed like a lot of
0: it in alberta but i think it's i think a, it's cheaper because it's canadian b these towns are because i was driving down white Ave last night, i'm thinking like what has got some really nice buildings historic buildings but can you imagine sure. bo- like shutting that down
1: they shut down LA all the damn time. Well,
0: that's for Scorsese <laughs> level it's true. I guess that's right. But, but it's yeah, easier. If it's like, indie, like, in Once Upon yeah. a Time in Hollywood, they said, they, they, uh, Sunset Strip, they shut down. Yeah. But anyway, the, the amount of work go, that goes into shutting that stuff down, production. That's a lot water, easier in Form of Cloud. So. And the fact that they're connected to such a landscape. You have your prairies and you have your mountains. Like, yeah. you kind of have, like, flat to as
1: mountainous as you can get. Yeah. We it's have, extremely we have diverse. It's pretty extreme. Ex- we have pretty extreme extremes here. Is that <laughs> <even okay? laughs> it's like a, I just like I'm just retreating myself. Oh dear. Well, we are at sixty minutes, fifty nine, thirty four. Okay, we should shut this down before
0: one sixty minutes, otherwise it's too long. Okay. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah. We. That's it. We hope you enjoy. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Love you lots. Out. I think. Subscribe. Comment. <laughs> 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 Bye, bye, guys.